what's going on today. And I'm thankful for that. Not, not, not the past, but thankful to be able to do that today. And uh, it's, it's neat. It's awesome. It's great to share. And um, a lot of what I want to say I'm, I'm saving. But uh, I'm going to just say that Pastor Brian O'Dell has become a good friend of mine. And uh, I love the relationship that's forming here. And so without hesitation and further ado, I've asked Pastor Brian to come up with sh- and share. And so he's going to do that right now. So if you all could welcome him, this is Pastor Brian O'Dell. On now. <laughs> I've not been wired up in a long time. <laughs> we sold our building back in November. Was it the 14th, I believe it was? November 14th. And we've been worshiping at, at the American Legion in Indianola and, and Alward in two different homes back and forth. And it gets a little crowded in there. But uh, we're so thankful that God has blessed us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I'll tell you a little about myself. I was raised as a preacher's kid. Now, some of y'all immediately went, uh-oh. You know. Well, just remember this. My grandmother said this about us. Um, the reason why the preacher's kids are so um, mischievous, we'll use that word, is because the deacon's kids called them how. Now, my, that's my grandmother saying that she was joshing and just kidding around with that. But I was raised as a preacher's kid in a wonderful, conservative, southern Christian home. The accent gave it away, I know. Where serving the Lord was never looked at as a weakness. And my parents never apologized for serving him. April 6, 1990 was my Independence Day. My day of true freedom. I'll never forget it. It's the day I truly and honestly, wholeheartedly gave it all over to Jesus Christ. It was my day to fully experience the new birth where I put into practice the very seed that was planted throughout my life as a child. So not only was I born again, sanctified and baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire, with the evidence of speaking in tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. I didn't need nobody to teach me how. I didn't need to be ushered in a little room and told how to do it. That was the Lord. Not only did I receive the three wonderful blessings, I also was healed from an addiction to alcohol. Now, before I go any further, I'm not trying to say man doesn't do their part and try to help and so forth and so on. But man cannot do for you what God can. Amen. No matter how much they try, they cannot do for you what God can do. And I will live that and believe that to my dying breath. Amen. 
Since that day, April 6, 1990, I have not wanted a drop. And I tell you this by the authority of Jesus Christ and what God did for me, I am not a recovering alcoholic. By God's power, I am no longer an alcoholic. Listen, when God does it, he does it right. Hallelujah. Now, mind you, I know man does their part and try to help and direct and so forth. I'm not trying to, to downplay that at all. But I am telling you this. When a man, woman, boy, or girl meets Jesus Christ, there's an identifying change. Hallelujah. Praise God. Also something he delivered me from. Suicidal tendencies and depression. Uh. We know and see in accounts of Jesus speaking peace to physical storms. Don't we read your Bible? It's there. He also can speak peace to a troubled mind. And I am so thankful that I experience God this way. Hallelujah. The scripture says this in 2 Timothy 1 and 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I'm thankful that he gave me a sound mind. And you know what? A sound mind is a mind without confusion. Amen. He spoke peace to this old boy, and I'm so thankful. Can you say with me, praise the Lord, for your Independence Day? Praise the Lord. Your day of freedom that you met Jesus Christ. And honestly, the list goes on and on and on, and I'm an old-fashioned preacher. I don't do the iPad thing. (laughs) I'm afraid I wouldn't know how to work with the crazy thing, but... God did a whole and complete work on this old boy. It wasn't halfway. God did it. And that's why I can tell you today that the Lord can do the same for us. Amen. Praise the Lord. Sometimes I I think we just don't share our testimony enough. I really do. You know, Honestly, most of us, you know, including myself, we may not be able to, to memorize scripture and so forth and so on and not be very eloquent in our words and so forth, but you do have a testimony. You can share this with this whole big world of what God's done for you. Amen. Well, just like today, Sunshine Open Bible Church has a testimony of what God has done for you in this building situation. Amen. He has worked for you and made a way for this congregation to move forward. Amen. He's made a way. To God be the glory. Amen. But it is just like God to be a multitasker. Come on now. When God seems to be working in one thing, he's got several things he's working on at one time. 
Praise the Lord. See, the Sunshine Church can see the hand of God working because you have a unique perspective. Why? Because you are acquainted with this church and you see it firsthand. In other words, God's hand in it. But let me take this opportunity to say to you that the church of God is also involved in this benefit of this miracle. Not only has God performed this miracle for you, he also has performed this miracle for us. Oh, praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I want to go just a little bit further. It is not two separate miracles. It's one miracle that two groups are involved in. God is awesome. Hallelujah. Praise God. And isn't it just like God to benefit his kingdom for his children on the east side of Des Moines. To God be the glory. It is an awesome thing to be caught in the middle of such a wonderful and unique experience that God is doing for both groups simultaneously. And you know what? It is a God thing. This is a God thing. And the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. I am so thankful for the orders. How about it, Pastor Aaron? Praise God. Amen. The only thing I know to do is for us to stand. Let's all stand if we would. I want us to say in unison together as one group to God be the glory. But I want us to do it three loud times. I want five miles from here for the devil to begin to tremble as we begin to give God the praise for what he's doing and what he's going to do. Amen. On the count of three, let's say it together. One, two, three. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, I've only been given a few minutes. (laughs) So (laughs) I got to slow it down and just break it a little bit. I was taught at Bible school, you know, stay within your time. Because if you don't, then the next person behind you is going to be hindered. So I want to stay within my time. But I want to say this to you. I have a little saying that I learned from my dad. And it's this. 
Hang in there like a hair in a biscuit. We love you, sunshine. Keep your eyes on the prize and your heart toward Jesus Christ. Guard your heart. People are counting on us to get it right and to keep it right. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you so much. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor, you brought the fire, and I'm just praying I don't bring the water. You know what I mean? Woo! Because I got I to tell you how this, this all started, and uh, for, for your church, you might not know how crazy it was for us, because we weren't looking for a building when we found out that First Presbyterian Church came open. And so uh, God quickly orchestrated something, because we, we've had needs, and... Uh, this building met our needs. And so within, within two weeks, we found out, uh, we, we went from not looking for a building to, you know, closing at a new church location. And I'm sitting there going, oh no, I've got to sell this church. And uh, it was a Wednesday morning. I hadn't been sleeping very much. And I was wide awake, and at 5.12 in the morning... I get a message from a Janet Beam. <laughs> Janet, raise your hand. So, And I get this message. Are you guys selling your church? We hadn't listed or nothing yet. And I'm like, how on earth did she find this out? And she said, can I give my pastor your number? And I can tell you, Pastor Brian reached out to me about 9.30 that morning. That afternoon, him and his wife, they, they walked through the church. We prayed together in, in the basement of this church, and uh, the Holy Spirit fell on that, that time in prayer. And it just seemed clear to me, God was saying, I'm going to keep this building a Pentecostal Holy Spirit fire church. And uh, for, for those who don't know... Um, Kelly, you introduced me, right? I don't need no introduction. Yeah, they, they know who I am now. I wouldn't let you. Yeah. Okay. I don't need to introduce myself. It's fine. Um, I was born and raised in this church. So I, I always joke, my congregation has heard this before. I was born on a Monday, and I was in church that Sunday, right? Like my parents were, if there was a revival, we were here. Sunday night service, we were here. Wednesday nights, we were here. And where you were a preacher's kid, and everyone knows what that means, I was a cop's kid. Yeah. Yeah, and everyone also knows what that means. And, um, but I was in church when it was open, because my parents had me here. And... Uh, they will tell you I accepted the Lord when I was four or five, somewhere in there. I'll tell you, I didn't truly come to know Jesus until I was about 17 years old. But I went to Bible college, came back, was the youth pastor here for five years, senior pastored elsewhere for 13 years, and two years ago I came back. In fact, two years ago this Sunday. So God's been doing some amazing things. 
And you're right, it's not just a miracle for us and a miracle for you. It's just evidence of what God is doing on the east side. On the east side. And I'm so excited because we're doing this all on Independence Day, and Independence Day has always been a a big deal for this church. We always have a special celebration on Independence Day, and we're, we're boasting about our freedom as a nation. And it is worth boasting about because the freedom that we have experienced is is greater than any country in the history of the world. It's true. But I look around this country and I still see bondage. I still see bondage, a bondage that, that can't be defined so much by governmental policies it's not defined by just the, the social status and, and what's going around, but the bondage of sin has not just been prevalent in our culture, but it's crept into the church. And what we've seen is there are churches that are mirroring the world. It doesn't look different between the church and the world. And I don't know about you, but church, that is a dangerous place to be in. It's a very dangerous place. So this nation, even though we can call ourselves free, still needs to experience true freedom that can only be found in Jesus Christ. But here's the thing. It starts with the church. It starts in this room. I want you to listen to this, and and most of you should know this, but 2 Chronicles 7.14, it says, Then if my people, say my people, That if my people who are called by my name, say my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and restore their land. It starts with the church humbling themselves before the Lord on behalf of a nation. That's what it takes. It takes our repentance first. It is so easy for the church to point at other people and say, look at their sin. The church needs to stop doing that. The church needs to stop doing this. You know, the way it does it starts in personal revival. It starts in revival in your own life. So you should be going home, and anything that doesn't connect you to God is not worth your time. It's not worth your time. It distracts you from God's true purpose and calling in your life. And so once you get those proper orders, those proper steps of your faith, and and living for God on a daily basis, then, and then that revival starts to occur, then the church can have revival. It takes you and it takes me. And I'm telling you, we are not to, to work as two separate churches, two separate entities, just being a part of the body of Christ. But I'm sorry, I don't intermingle with that person over here. Or I don't intermingle with that person because they go to a different church. I'm sorry, we are all God's children. And the churches should be working together to see a city changed. Amen. This church, we have been at this location since 1944. Started off as a basement church in 1951 or 53. Bernice is our historian here, she could tell me. We built the upper part of this building. 
And so for us, it's a big step of faith to move. But I'm going to tell you the east side needs more churches. The east side needs more churches. So even though we're just moving 10 blocks down, you know what? I don't care if there was a church that moved across the street from us. Praise God. And I got to tell you, Pastor, we're going to form a pact right now, okay? No one else is listening. It's fine. It's just, it's just me and you. If I see one of your people walk in my church building and saying, I think I found my new home, I'm going to say, no, you haven't. No, you haven't. Your home is 10 blocks away. And I know, I know you're a man that will do the same thing. Here's the reality, church. If we want to truly work together, he and I, we have to be responsible for our flock. You know what I mean? But at the same time, there's a relationship forming here. Because I believe God wants to mightily impact the east side. And this relationship should be unique. It shouldn't look like the rest of the world. And so I want us to read some scripture this morning. It's found in Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to read five verses. And we're, we're going to start in Ephesians 4, 3 and 4. And then we're going to skip on to verse uh, 11. I'm not going to be very long either. I want it to be about equal time. But let's read Ephesians 4, 3 through 4. It says, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit Binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit just as you have been called to the glorious hope for the future. Skip down to verse 11. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. I want to pray. God, I thank you for these two church bodies. And Lord, what you want to do in them is different, but it's the same. God, may we be aligned with your heart and your will in this. Because God, you are a miracle worker. And Lord, we want to follow in the steps of your miracles, not just try and create our own. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I think the most significant thing, when we can talk about unity, unity within the body of Christ we can look at what Jesus Christ accomplished on the cross and then when he accomplished that on the cross, he gave us the Holy Spirit. And so you and I, as different as we are as individuals, we can all be connected to the same Spirit. Very different people can still be a part of the same work. So if you place your focus on him, if you place your focus on growing in the Lord and leaning on the Spirit in how we work with others, talk to others, seek God, we will walk in unity. The focus is on Him. Not on unity itself, it's on Him. 
And so even though you and I are all very different, we are all pushing in the same direction. That's what the body of Christ should look like. And I believe God is calling these two churches to stand together against the demonic forces on the east side of Des Moines. And I'm going to tell you, my eyes have been opened up to some things going on like never before here over the past couple months. And so I think it's important to establish not only that relationship in prayer, but it's important for our church, and I know you guys want to do the same, it's important for our church to pray over you because we care about this location. You know what? If someone would have said, Pastor, you could have sold it more to maybe a gas station that comes in here on the corner, I'm going to say it's not worth it. It's not worth it. I'd rather have a church in here. And so what we want to do is, I'm going to invite my board and some key leaders. Dad, if you'd come up. Cindy, if you'd come up here. And Wendy, if you'd come up. Kelly and Heidi. And what we want to do, Don, yes, please. What we want to do is we want to pray over you. We want to pray over you, and we believe that God is going to use you mightily. And I'm going to say something that might seem abnormal to my people. I pray you guys have greater success here than we ever did. And so what we're going to do is we're going to invite you two down as a couple. And, and we're going to invite you down because we want to pray over you. And so church, what I want you to do, both churches, if you would stand and extend your arms toward this couple. Cindy, I want you to start us off in prayer. Praise your God. Kelly, do you ever feel like the conductor of a three-ring circus? No. Never? Because, you know, I set up something because I wanted to because here in a couple weeks I, I'm going on vacation and, you know, our church where we're moving to, uh, we've got to do a, a makeshift baptismal. Because um, the, the Presbyterians do things a little bit differently than us Pentecostals and so it's like, man, we're, we're just going to have to adjust on the fly. But what we want to do is we want to give opportunity for those who want to publicly confess their faith in Jesus Christ to be baptized. And so we had our tank filled one last time for Sunshine Open Bible. And I want to do something different today as I welcome the worship team back up. You might have to adjust some things again. Jamie, I'm sorry. But uh, here's the thing. And Wendy, if you could step out to help direct people downstairs. There's shirts downstairs. There's towels downstairs. Tons of stuff. Um, we have at least one being baptized this morning, but here's the thing. If you've said, I should have done it, never taken the opportunity to do it, and you're here this morning, you're like, I have good excuse, Pastor. I've got no change of clothes guess what? I have eliminated some excuses for you. 
downstairs. Downstairs, we have some shirts, some shorts, some towels. And what I want us to do right now is I want us to pray. And if there is anyone else who would be impressed upon their heart to say, I want to get baptized today, you can step out through those back doors. My wife will help set you up with what you need so that you can also be baptized. Okay? So what we're going to do, we're going to stand up, we're going to pray, and then the worship team's going to start. Gracious God, I thank you for this service and what you've done. Lord, you are so good. And God, as, as we publicly confess our faith in your Son, Jesus Christ, and what he's done for us, Lord, I pray for those who maybe have never done it before to be able to do it with a boldness. And Lord, see how God, you, when we publicly confess our faith in your Son, Lord, you set us free. God, you set us free from all sin. Lord, you empower us to go forth before people and show them the goodness of you. And Lord, we experience true freedom through that confession of what you've done. Lord, your word says in Galatians 2.20, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Lord, that is true freedom. And we praise you for that true freedom that we can have. All because of your Son. Thank you, God. So, Lord, if you're impressing upon anyone's heart right now, God, give them the strength and the courage to stand, to say, I choose your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you and praise you in Jesus' name.